Howdy do. This is Johnny Powers, the podcaster. I'd like a guest spot, please. With an extra fun spot, a musical number, and one of those little references you have to open up on IMDb. Local backup recording? You got it. Welcome back to Next Scene Podcast, the podcast taking on pop culture one scene at a time. I'm your host, Sean, and uh, unfortunately, my co-host, Brian, could not make it tonight, so I am hosting solo, but I have a couple of wonderful guests to uh, jolly us through this most magical time of the year. Uh, First, from the Austin Powers Minute, it's Johnny Powers. Hi. Hey, Welcome. And, of course, the wonderful, you know him from the great Five Minutes of Mystery, it's Dave Palace. Ding, dang, dong. Glad to be here at the Plaza Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Whenever you're in New York, Dave Palace stays at the wonderful Plaza Hotel. Bankrupts me every time. I was going to say, those rooms are not cheap. <laughs> not cheap. Not cheap. Uh, but anyway, so we are, we are gathered here today to talk about, we're in our, our third of eight parts of Home Alone 2. Uh, Today we're talking about roughly from about 30 minutes in to minute 43, uh, where we left off with part two. Kevin was checking into the plaza under the watchful eye of our desk desk clerk, Hector, or sorry, the the desk clerk, Hester, and concierge, Mr. Hector. Um, And so we start with Kevin stepping off the elevator with our bellhop, played by Rob Schneider. And the first thing I notice is that the hair that is going on here with with Rob, like the it's it's very tall. It's very it's not slicked back, but it's definitely pushed back. Yes. Now 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 you said Hector, but I thought his name so is it Cedric Hector? Because his, his uh, name tag is Cedric. Oh well Cedric is the bellhop. Uh Hector is um Tim Curry, Tim Curry's character, the concierge. No, he's not a is he is, No, he is not a Hector. That's, a, that's such an odd name for Tim Curry to use. That is an odd name, but yet he is. But they yes, should have switched is, it. They should have switched. I think. I think he should have been Cedric, and then Hector could have been Rob Schneider. Yes. That that feels more in line with their them as actors. Yes, Cedric is definitely more of a concierge type name. Mm-hmm. I get the yeah. I get the feeling like this is. Actually, his probably name is Rob, but he figures <laughs> I'll I'll tell everyone my name is Cedric. I'll get more tips. Yeah, and also I think Either- Tim Curry's like that won't work. That won't work. He's just yeah. like no, not Robert. No. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or probably just the last guy that had that jacket, like the guy he took the job <laughs> from. Oh my gosh! That yeah, guy that's was, his nameplate. Was, that guy was Cedric, and they were just like, and he's like, "Excuse me, do I get no? No, you will use the nameplate you are given." Uh-huh. You are now Cedric. Well, it's like um, when you, because I had friends who worked at Disney, that happens a lot. So if you mm-hmm. forget your name tag or like part of your uniform, <laughs> you have to take whatever name tag is in the bin and you are that person for the day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it happens. 
Do you have to do you have to split your tips with them? Like, hey, sorry, I had to borrow your name. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's here's thirty bucks I owe you. No, because I people. think those are like uh, name tags of people who don't work there anymore. Technically, uh, okay. Oh, okay. They're just oh, there. Head okay. soldiers. It's it's not like when a when a like an athlete goes to a new team and someone has their number and they're like, yeah, I want you know I want my same uniform number that I had with my old team, and you gotta like buy the guy a car or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that extreme. <laughs> not not quite. Disney doesn't quite work when you're playing the Mickey or whatever. All right. So speaking of Cedric, I don't think he's worked with kids in a bit because like his trivia about Herbert Hoover, like over, <laughs> way over Kevin's head. Who cares? I don't think he's worked with kids at all. No, he's yeah, you're right. He's probably just he's probably just like he's so used to bu- just businessmen, businessmen, businessmen. They go, oh Herbert Hoover, and they. They all like read it. They all read the history books about Herbert Hoover or something. So they'd be all excited to hear such a piece of trivia. Yeah, this is it's all. Yeah, all business. It's a lot of like U.N. dignitaries, foreign dignitaries would come in when they're in town, would stay. Yeah, probably not a lot of families. So obviously he's not used to dealing with 10 year olds on their own <laughs> as as he should be. I'd be kind of worried if he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a separate conversation. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so Cedric uh, leads Kevin to famous room 411, 411, known as the Home Alone 2 suite. Um, so this is, I'm not sure about the hallways. I'm going to assume this was filmed on site because this room is an actual suite in the plaza. This is a, one of the few things. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff, there's a lot of uh, Chicago standing in. For New York City, there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that was done. All the townhouse stuff that was done on a you know a stage in Hollywood. They got townhouses there, you know, sitting around waiting to be in movies. But um, I think this plaza stuff was mostly done on site, uh, you know, on location at the actual plaza, including including the room itself. And this is quite a room. I mean, if you're if you're a ten year old boy traveling on your own, you might as well you know live it up. He's not paying the bill, right? Oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm just, I'm still trying. So I'm trying to figure out, yeah, the layout of this suite because there's two doors to this this mm-hmm. suite. And, and actually, I was actually looking to see if anyone's posted the blueprints of, you put Home Alone blueprint, they come up to the house. I can't find the suite. So, all right, so let me go over this. this there's one definitely, one. well, there's the bedroom, like because we, we get a sweep of the room as Kevin looks around. Yeah. And we definitely see. So this is a living uh, room. Is this yeah. a, is this the bathroom? Mm-hmm. This is the bathroom behind Cedric. I think so. I, like that, yeah. that white door behind that one. I'm okay. literally watching the clip, like you can see it. But yeah. Yeah, that must be the. So that's. Oh no! I guess that's not that odd. I guess it's it's odd that it's far away from the bedroom. But I'm trying to think of like I've been like that's not unusual for hotels that like the bathroom is right near the door. But then the oh no, it's not because he looked in the bathroom and then he came back in. Maybe it's a closet. Is the bathroom off the bedroom? Maybe. Yeah, Yeah, and then that other like a coat closet right when you walk in. It's just confusing because you have a bathroom and you also have a bedroom and then you have an exterior door because that door closer right next to it and and it's just incredibly confusing because. You why would you want like a door to the hallway so close to your bedroom when you bought a suite? Like you, you feel like you wouldn't want to hear any noise traffic from right. the hallway while you're in your bedroom. Now, for, for fire escape, sure, it's great. You run out the door, boom, you're in fire escape. 
But it's like, if you got a suite, you'd hate to be like, ah, relaxing in my like hundred dollar you know, a night suite. Hundred dollar <laughs> for the night. Several, I meant to say the like, several. I meant to say it's like six hundred dollars a night. Uh, they say three twenty three a night, I believe here. Okay, or at least, well, or at least it was a deposit. That must know? have been in that must have been in ninety three. That it was three hundred because it's not three hundred now. It's literally six seventy now a night yeah. well, for like just a normal room. But this is a one room. Was it a one bedroom suite? suite? Yeah. Now the deposit could just been three hundred. Maybe it's just the deposit. But yeah, looking at the layout, so the and well the, the bed the head. The head end of the bed is right against that exterior wall next to the door. Yeah. So yeah, any of that hallway traffic, hmm, you're going to hear. That is kind of an odd setup. I like the horses on either side of the bed. There's pictures of horses and like they're <laughs> facing in. They're facing the bed. It's very regal. Um, it's well appointed. It's nice furniture. A lot of wood. Dark, earthy tones. Yeah, and like I said, this is, it was just saying like Donald Trump owns the hotel at this time, so at least mm. at least that at least it doesn't look like gaudy like his penthouse does, where he always like poses in oh. those like solid gold rooms. You're like Jesus, yeah. it's so gaudy. Yeah, this is actually kind of classy. Yeah, early '90s classy with the wallpaper yeah. that I mean I've seen these wallpapers in real in people's houses when I was a kid. So like I don't know, I just thought about it being like really old, but this is they tout it as like the edwardian bed bedroom or whatever kind of thing and like i i still i just those pillow shams and like it's just grandma chic to me (laughs) but i mean i'm not saying anything bad because if i got this suite it would be my best day because one when he was like look at that bed it's a big bed just for me i was like yes king sleep in the middle of it it's gonna be great and then that bathtub Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you look like the the couch that's by the I guess like the front door. There's like half a dozen pillows on that thing. <laughs> it's you know you're talking about like grandma mm. chic. They have they have pillowed that thing out. Um, I wonder if that fireplace is like a working like one? real working fireplace. Can mm. you call room service and have them send up a couple logs? Interesting because they have yeah they have all those like they have that bush decoration in front of yeah. it maybe maybe they, they would clean it because i would do that i would be there with the guy scooping my ice cream making my sunday the roaring fire toast some oh like toast a marshmallow and put like the fresh toasted yeah. marshmallow in the ice cream you would think they would try train they, <sighs> yeah. they, they would they would they would uh turn those things over to gas or something by now. yeah it's probably a fire hazard i mean they have. probably have by now but i'm really into the fact that they decorated the suite for christmas mm-hmm like it, it makes me really happy because you know when you if you go on like vacation with your family during a holiday it just doesn't feel right. Mm. It's like they try to make it like with all the poinsettias and like Christmas trees around and stuff like at least feel. Yeah. They do the lobby, but yeah, I don't know if, how often they they decorate the room itself. You'd have to. It's probably like a spe- <laughs> when you like call to to book your room, be like, uh, can we decorate my room for Christmas, please? <laughs> Special request. Yeah. For six hundred dollars a night. I mean, listen. Put a Christmas tree in my room if I'm paying that much. Jeez. <laughs> I want Christmas tree and presents under it. Yeah, you got to go buy my presents because, like, I'm gonna go broke from this hotel room. Yeah, you're right. They sh- they should get yeah. take out. They have like a weird. I don't know what kind of tree that is, but next to that that cabinet of crystal, that's where you mm-hmm. put the Christmas tree. It's mm-hmm. like a weird. 
It looks like yeah. a part like of a, a fern, yeah, palm something. Take, yeah, take it's like take that out, put the Christmas tree in next to the china right set. There. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll then I'll tip Cedric something more than a piece of gum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like this little bit just because this is like something new. A lot of the you know, a lot of this is like it feels almost like a remake more than a sequel. Um obviously like the violence and the shenanigans and the 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 missing the flight and getting left uh, you know alone and stuff like that's kind of all retread from the first one and here we got you know we got the pigeon lady instead of old man marley but there's a lot of uh, repeat the business lady. there but this is this is all new this kind of him discovering because obviously he knows his own home he didn't have to go and and kind of discover and look everything the way he does here so i just like this little bit and i like the Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, no. What you're saying of the sequel remake, I mean, yeah, I think this is not the worst. You know, it's not a horrible sequel. It's fine. I, I, I could because I was talking to a coworker today. And I was like, you know, where I was saying like, what, you know, what's your thought? What do you think about Home Alone two? And I think we got to talking how like Home Alone two is essentially like it's a lot of icing with a little cake. Like the little mm -hmm. cake is like, yeah, the, you know, he he's upset with his family. He gets lost. You know, the, the actual plot, and then the icing is just like what you wanted of the first movie well a lot more of it and you know we, we give you exactly what the audience wants so you can't be too mad it's got too much icing on it but overall like the cake does work as 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 uh, as entertainment i just like don't <laughs> on that like note of this literally happening on sequence the second time you would think that somebody would call cps on his parents because they clearly cannot like keep track of their son oh yeah it's like you lost yeah. him twice. <laughs> These are the worst parents ever, right? We all agree. You, yeah, you definitely think the uh, the mother would have a record with the Chicago police, right? Wait, You'd be like, this lady, she keeps losing her son. Like, maybe not let him go back with her this time. It's like obviously you need to get like one of those Apple tracking tags. <laughs> oh, that just, air tag. Yeah, you need to get an air tag <laughs> and just attach it. Just pierce an ear and hang an air tag from it <laughs> chip them like get them one of those like pet chips that's the vet can just scan them and be like oh we got we got kevin again yeah now uh now this is his that's his father's tote backpack right that's what that's where this all right. started mm -hmm. the batteries from the tote bag into the talk boy mm -hmm. um, speaking of which i'll segue uh yeah. so an hour ago before me and my dad are trying to get my talk boy to work because I was like, oh, my God, I got my talk boy. Let me see if I get my talk boy to work. And not only does it it, it, it turns it on batteries and everything. We really, And I had the original Tiger electronic tape inside. But it just like everything oh, really? was just crackly and static. Like I mean, I left the tape in there. And we're like, me and my dad are playing. We're like switching out mm -hmm. tapes. My dad's got 100 <laughs> mixed tapes. We're putting that in, see if we can re-record over that. And, and eventually, like, man, it's just static and popping. It's like all that coming out. And my dad finds, he's like, all right, put an actual, like, real tape in. That's not a pre-record. I put in, it's like, El and we found, like, Elton John live in Melbourne or something from, like, 89 or 90. <laughs> yeah. Pop it in. I, I, I play it. Nothing's going on. A little scrapes. I go, you know what I do, Sean? I go, let me fast forward a bit, see if, like, if I'm in a weird, like, dead spot. And, and guess what? The yeah. Ate the tape. It ate the tape. <laughs> fast forward, ate the tape. Son of a bitch. Why did we ever move away from tapes? Because they got eaten. <laughs> it ate the tape. Yeah, you probably need was, one of those head cleaners. We, I mean, we did. My, I mean, like I said, my dad was a big tape jockey, like back in yeah. the eighties. Like, 
I remember as a kid growing up, my dad was always, he has this huge setup under our living room TV. It's still there as a kid. And it like, it's, it's one of those, like, uh, has a record player on top, tape player, CD player. And, and also it can like connect and he used to connect it to the TV. So it's like, yeah, if you wanted to record for some reason, like the audio of a, of a record or the audio of like the television onto a tape cassette, Mm-hmm. He could do it, you know. Co- yeah, it's a two tape tech player. So, do you want to copy a tape? You could do. It. So, like, my dad would do it like, all that time back in the day. So, like, yeah, he, could, he couldn't save the talk. The fact the that he boy. couldn't save the talk. No, the talk boy. I'm sure, the speaker was just and the recording was just shot. It was just yeah, thirty years old. Yeah. Tag electronics was yeah. not made to last. Yeah, but you had you had the talk boy back in the nineties. Yes. So I, I have it right now in my house. I took the batteries out. It's like it's now just a relic, not just a reminder of my age. An antique, um, put it up on the shelf. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, put it right look at it wistfully and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put it next to the china cabinet. Next to the china cabinet. Um, right. So, uh, I, I, so I want to get this. If Cedric is now, is Cedric going through the bag because he's a piece of crap, or is he going through the bag because the concierge told him to like check up on this kid? Maybe they're actual, like an actual responsible adult that is concerned about this 10 year old boy who's traveling on his own in New York City. Yeah, we'll mm. go with that. He's, he's mm. a responsible adult. He's doing the mm. right thing. I, I know. know. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> said, I sense some skepticism, Johnny. I do. He just seems like <laughs> sleazy. Like, like he's definitely pilfered money off of his clients before. Mm. Like, he's just giving me that vibe. I know mm. he, like, checks the tag, but part of me thinks it's not because of, like, like kosher reasons of like he, yeah he's like there's weird 10 year old boy like i hope he flip and pays me like it it has nothing to do with him being like legitimately concerned i think he could quite not care less <laughs> that this kid is alone he's just like i'm not gonna get paid why am i doing all this right i mean if he's really concerned i suppose he could ask you know Where's your father? How long are you staying in the city? Like when's your when are your parents gonna be back and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which he doesn't do. So the kid so, came up with just yeah. this bag, no no luggage, just yeah. a day bag. So like that is a little like suspicious for Cedric. He's probably always like managing Kate suitcases on suitcases, right. and the fact that this kid comes up with one backpack, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I mean he probably doesn't say his what his. He probably says his father's name, obviously, with Peter McAllister's on the account, but he just says, I'm his son. So, and obviously that, obviously that address, it does link to the original. I checked. It is linked to the house. Right. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that that is suspicious. Probably everything else along with the lack of luggage. Like if he, yeah, if he had luggage that looked like he was going to be staying with an adult, that might be a little less suspicious. Uh, yeah, we'll see later. I think it's like, it's like three or four days or something. His check-in was the twenty-third, and I think his checkout's right. the twenty-sixth. So he, so he definitely like he's planning to stay here for at least three days to figure something out. Right, with one pair of underwear. Yeah. Do you think he washes those at any point? No, he well, turns them inside out. Well, I mean, he sends he sends Cedric. Remember, we we'll see it later. Right. He sends That's right. To clean. Yeah, it. but is he just going commando that whole time? Yeah. What is he? Does, yeah. What is he doing while his? Walking around in a rope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he just walks around. Because I guess they do go overnight. I think the laundry service is overnight. So he just leaves them, like, hanging on the doorknob yeah. at, at night. And they come back in the morning. 
maybe they're yeah and maybe okay so i don't want to jump the scene <laughs> if we're still in the scene because but oh. like the next scene when he goes to the pool it's the pool that's clearly it's clearly yeah it's clearly a um plaza hotel like a borrowed swimsuit so it's like yeah he's cl- and you can kind of see the logo it, on the bottom does it okay yeah i was yeah first i'm like oh this is obviously a loner and then i'm like well no but they were going to florida but doesn't the other no is he doesn't have any luggage and yeah, yeah there's a little there's a little white logo the plaza but that's so funny that they have <laughs> i don't know like that's such a weird concept they have like loner flip-flops and loner yeah. swim trunks i mean the towel makes sense but everything else is like why, why would a hotel have that but it's like yeah. a it's an above my pay grade hotel so like <laughs> yeah. who knows unless he just went to the gift shop and said i need a bathing suit yeah they could have their own yeah they have their own uh you know they sell their own brand of uh basic clothing <laughs> Yeah. Now this is um, this is actually this. So this is for the film. This was only this was actually filmed at the Four Seasons in Chicago, because the Plaza Hotel in Manhattan does not have a pool. And we checked. We went to <laughs> the Plaza Hotel's website, which were frequently asked questions. And first question is COVID. What's the vaccine mandate? The Plaza Hotel. Uh, the next one is, is a smoking hotel. Third question, does the Plaza Hotel have a swimming pool? Answer, despite Kevin McAllister's famous cannonball, <laughs> the Plaza does not currently house a swimming pool. It does offer an array of other relaxing experiences, including our detoxification services and Ooh. spas on the fourth floor. So Ooh. I do love, they don't explain the movie. They just go, look, we know why you're asking. Let's get <laughs> yeah. ahead of this. Kevin McAllister, yeah. you cannot recreate the Kevin McAllister cannonball here. Yeah. I mean, in terms of product placement, this has got to be some of the best. I mean, I, you know, how much business did that hotel get off of this film? Oh, I'm sure. It well, and then they lot. have between this one and Eloise. Right. Yeah. It's sure. like it's like a little kid's dream to like stay at this hotel, which is the best. That's the best marketing. Like you have to get to actually get it to happen. So <laughs> good on you, Plaza Hotel, for getting two children's stories. In for your marketing department. <laughs> yeah. All right. Kudos to the marketing department for the plaza. I'm sure they need it. <laughs> I'm just, you know, you never yeah. know right now. Yeah. And speaking, so getting back to the film and speaking of that cannonball, I really like the etiquette here. I like the consideration because the cannonball yeah. is going to make a big splash and waves. And, and he's like, hey, do you guys mind? Can I, can I work on my cannonball? Would it bother anyone? And they're like, yeah. You know. You're on vacation, you know, do it. But he doesn't just run and jump. He kind of checks out the, you know, the, the lay, the lay of the land. The the one on lady him. on the left, though, not not behind Kevin, but like behind the gentleman, she mm-hmm. looks like she's wearing a collared coat while she's sitting down. <laughs> and it, it, like, it bothered me. Hold I was like, on. the other two ladies are in bathing suits. Yeah. And it's like, why are you wearing a coat with a collar on it, relaxing at the pool? There's also like guys in suits or something. In one of the shots, I'm like, "What?" Well, I think I know that's that... a waiter. Okay, there's like but a... there's also another guy with like a collared shirt on. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, bizarre. Yeah. They're it's like a fancy wearing... pool. They do you swell? It's like they're wearing swim clo- coats, but they also have like windbreakers over it. You're right. <laughs> Listen, I'm the guy drinking in the hot tub. Okay, like oh, yeah. that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the guy with the little peak umbrella there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. If they're gonna bring me <laughs> alcohol to the hot tub, I'm. Oh I'm my just God. parked. 
<laughs> Wait, is one guy like on a cell phone? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yes! Yeah, yes! he's like on a, a giant early 90s. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on, Larry. Oh, Kid's about to do a cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love it. By the way, I love the musical editing in this scene. That like They must have clearly known we're going to get the license mm-hmm. to do Jingle Bell Rock. And we want because the flip the flip flops make the as he's walking in it, it perfectly sync to the to the music. Perfect. I love that. Great intro to the scene. Yeah. Yeah. This film is really great. The the music, I mean, the, the wonderful score by John Williams, um, even though much of that is also repurposed from the original. But the yeah, the use of the the additional music as well and the jingle bell rocks. It's great. Other than his swim trunks right. falling off. So yeah. so do you think like he called like do you think he like called up some kind of like uh, a library of tapes from the hotel. Like, where did he get the tapes? Do you think? They, yeah, um, I, they must have tapes, right? Yeah, it wouldn't. Well, if they because they have VCRs they have a VCR, in every room, yeah. I'm sure that that's like a perk. I'm very curious that, if they're like in the room or like you can call it up, like you know, like like a, a list of movies they have. And you're like, can I get ventilator, fly date, Muttville massacre? Yeah, Angels right. Man. They have like their own like um like blockbuster or something like within the hotel. I actually that. I'm trying to think back to the early '90s because obviously these days, like forget VCR, you're not like not even like a DVD or Blu-ray player. It'd be all streaming on demand. You use the remote, you order up a movie. Yeah. Like I'm trying to remember, like when did that come in? When did that start where you would just kind of order it on the TV? Yeah. Um, like pay-per-view, yeah, like HBO yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Wasn't that like the mid to late 90s? Maybe it was a little bit later than this. Um, I mean, it was certainly at some point in the 90s where, yeah, everything was, you just, you could order it and, you know, order it through the TV and it shows up on your bill and yeah. and all that. But yeah, so they must have, they must have a library and, you know, Kevin... He's a big he's a big fan of Noir Alley on TCM. <laughs> he's got all these. <laughs> I really wonder about like Muttville Massacre. I want to check that out. I want to know more about that. More yeah, about there that. has to be something like since like the first movie, he wants to like follow the career of like the actors in those films. But obviously now that his parents are home and his siblings are around, he can't watch these films anymore. But he's like got like a sick obsession with it now. So he's like. Holy crap! Like I, another opportunity has arisen. I get to be alone. Let me go. Like find if I can watch those movies from that. Like you know, probably went to a lot. Maybe like the library or something. He's like you know, like going through the the catalog trying to figure out that actor who shot. Who's the guy who shot snakes? He's trying to figure it out. I don't know. I'm like deeply concerned that these are his favorite movies. Like <laughs> you're ten. <laughs> um, I know they're like older movies, but it's like they're like mafia ish. Like. <laughs> hit pieces and yeah. Yeah. It's definitely I'm concerned about you. Yeah. No, you're right. and it, yeah. And, and Kevin's obviously a fan of like the whole angel with souls series. Cause he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like talking along with this. Like he knows these lines. He's mm-hmm. seen this film before. <laughs> this kid like- has like marathoned. <laughs> if he was, a, if he was like around, like when it started, he was like desperately clinging to the Sopranos, like as oh it was God. coming out. Like he was obsessed. 
Oh my god, Kevin McAllister watching Sopranos. That is something to think about. Absolutely. Yeah, so we get the angels with filthier souls. Um, we get a couple callbacks. I mean, this is new. You know, kind of Johnny talking to uh, Carlotta is actually her name. I think just in the script they just call her Dame, but uh, actually her name is is Carlotta, played by uh, Claire Hoke. Um, oh, and this is so. And Ralph Foodie, I assume it's Foodie, F O O D Y, uh, returns from uh, from Home Alone the the first. To home alone the second and this guy um was also the police dispatcher in the blues brothers so you may Ooh. recognize him from there got a little bit of a career uh like but this is uh this is actually his last imdb credit i guess he figured you know can't really he can't <laughs> top this so <laughs> go out on top that's true and let's talk about the ice cream cart right man Listen. this is <sighs> crazy yeah so did kevin just like look at the menu and say yes Yes, just, <laughs> you're right. We had the ice cream cart, but you're right. He also ordered like a chocolate fudge cake, some kind of pink cheesecake. Okay, and but like, like, wouldn't you say yes? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. dad's credit card. Money isn't an option, or is not an issue. And he got two like Sunday, yeah, Sunday champagne glasses. Mike. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I know there's like it, maybe maybe it's like chocolate or, people or chocolate pudding, and then yeah, there's like yeah. two chocolate elves, I think, or chocolate Santas. <laughs> I don't know. If that's there's so it might be creme brulee. It looks like some kind of crusty thing, and I then don't the know. Fall. it makes my stomach hurt. But like, <laughs> but like in a good way. <laughs> oh, there is yeah, right there, there's creme brulee. I didn't notice. Oh my god, yeah, there's so much. So much, I mean, so much whipped cream and ice cream on top of that. Like thing, you didn't so. think to maybe like add a salty to that? Like I order some French fries, like yeah. dip oh, it in the ice yeah. cream. Come on. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Oh my god, your yeah. taste buds are gonna be blown out. <laughs> yeah. Some. I don't know. I don't know if kids are into that. I know for me, like younger, I was more into the sweet. Like now, mixing the sweet with the savory and the salty, mm-hmm. I would definitely want to like crunch up some pretzels and, uh, and sprinkle something, crunchy something crunchy. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're educated yeah. adults with our desserts. You know, we're not just <laughs> we're not sloppy. Oh, do some more syrup on my ice cream. Like no, no, no. You gotta yeah, you gotta get different textures and and, and tastes. Yeah, get some oh. bacon. Some yeah, bacon everything everything top. is in silver. Like he's holding a giant silver like yes. banana boat full of ice cream. That's cold <laughs> as heck. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's doing. What do you think about this ratio? So he ends up with. Uh, so he gets the three scoops. He does two vanilla, one chocolate. Wait, I thought, no. He has three or four. He has. Wait, no. He has four. I'm not driving. Is that what? I think he goes, right? I think I think he goes, wait, 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 damn it. Now I got to cut back and okay. check the audio again. Oh my gosh. I'm not driving. I'm going to get ice cream wasted tonight, people. Like, that's how this is going to go. Yeah, he says two. Two, two, <laughs> two make it three. I'm not driving. That's oh, and there's a, there's a little bit of a, 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 like a continuity goof where we see the, um, I don't know, is this like an ice cream caddy? Is this like a a, 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 a a cream a dessert tender? I'm not sure what this position's called, but anyway, the gentleman. We first see him, he's scooping like that third scoop of vanilla. Yes. Then it cuts to the TV. We see a little bit of the film, and when it cuts back, he's now scooping chocolate, which is the second scoop. It's a little bit of a goof there, but uh, otherwise, this looks like quite an impressive Sunday. Well, you know, a goof a little bit more because then it's like. 
I, I, I'm not noticing where all the the syrup comes from because like he hands mm-hmm. it to him, and all of a sudden now it's covered in whipped cream and syrup. But then again, like Kevin could have just like literally taken his spoon and just drizzled it everywhere. Yeah. Well, and I guess it's probably de- depressing from this guy who's like a, an artisan who's who's piecing together, you know, very carefully placing all the elements of this Sunday. And then we cut to Kevin and he has just made a mess of it. You know, like my, my art is just wasted on, on this child. Leaves <laughs> my the, art. He leaves, goes to the stairwell, just lights a cigarette. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for your tip, he doesn't even get a piece of gum. No, he just leaves. <laughs> no silently leaves. Just like, that's what I'm done with this kid. <laughs> but yeah, he goes, yeah, he's, he's smoking in the stairwell with the, uh, with the maids and everything. I'm just imagining, like, what this aftermath is going to look like. Like, okay, so he's eating his ice cream now. There's still all that crap, Mm -hmm. like, next to him, right? And in front of him. He's going to fall asleep during one of these movies, completely sugared out. Yep. (laughs) He's going to wake up. There's going to be all this crap around him. All the ice cream is melted. Like, the chocolate people, who knows what if they're going to hold up or not. Like, I, I don't know. It just, like... It looks like a disaster for like room service, for like your custodial staff to clean up. He's probably going to be covered in ice cream. He's 10. He doesn't know what he's doing. Like, oh my God. But no, I mean, you're right, though. Yeah, because like here, here it comes, you know, after the shooting, uh, sometime later. We're not really sure when. But yeah, uh, but it's got to be somewhere in like. I would say middle of the night or something because you know that you see the house, the housekeeping's there down the hallway, and uh, Hector our concierge is now doing a you know a fake housekeeping check. And you're right, Kevin just like wakes up like <laughs> it's just like just adrenaline kicking in. Well, so has he eaten everything? <laughs> so it's about yeah, so it's about five minutes and fifteen seconds into our little section here. Hector knocks on the door, Tim Curry, housekeeping. Kevin wakes up. We can see the ice cream dish on the table next to the bed is empty, like licked clean. Uh-huh. And it looks like one of the pudding, uh, pudding in a wine glass. That's empty. But then when he makes a dash for the bathroom, I mean, it's really quick when he runs past the cart, but it looks like everything's empty. Are we supposed to think that like he ate, like he just housed this. He ate everything. He ate all that stuff. God. I hope not. How can uh, he move? Like, like, after- <laughs> like yeah. diabetes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at five minutes and 40 seconds of our clip, you get, and then you get another shot of, yeah, the concierge, he is quizzically looking at the dessert trays and it's a quarter of the, the mousse brown, the chocolate mousse pie, maybe about half of the raspberry cheesecake. Uh, one of the chocolate elves is gone. Creme brulee untouched, it looks like. And that pink cheesecake, maybe yeah. about a quarter of that's eaten. And I would have thrown up. Oh, God. Yeah, the ice cream doesn't look like it's either it all melted so low that I can't see what's going on because all those serving trays look clean. So either they all yeah. melted. Oh, my God. I mean, you could see there's some of the some of the cherries are left. So he hasn't yeah. finished the cherries, but he has eaten quite a deal, quite a bit for a, for a little boy. Yeah, and so... So Hector's investigating, see what's going on. And like Kevin is a psychopath because he's, so he's planned all this out. Like he must've anticipated someone was going to be coming and checking up on him. 
So he has got like traps ready, set that he's like just needs to spring into action, which seems very unusual. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta pull up Disney Plus now. I need a clip of the beginning. <laughs> no, I need a clip of the beginning of the movie. Hold on, let's get my Disney Plus up. Give me a quick yeah. second. You want the the original scene with Uncle Frank in the shower? So, yes. Compare. Yes, I need a. I, I had Disney Plus open. Da, 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 da. Damn it! I, I just was watching Home Alone actually on that because I, I I didn't watch your clip. I decided to go Home Alone. Right, Home Alone Two, okay. Lost in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue. And then I'm just gonna jump right to the beginning of the film because obviously you know like he's playing he's playing with the freaking thing like he's got the talk boy. He had recorded Uncle Frank in the shower. Yeah. Singing uh, with this cool jerk. The reason I'm I'm asking, or the reason I'm like I'm asking is because. Is the talk boy he's using is a little different than the one I'm holding right now. Right. It's a little different. I'm thinking <clears throat> he's holding a movie prop or he's holding something. Mm -hmm. And then because obviously this 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 item, this talk boy, is made for the movie. Obviously. Like this right. this product did not exist beforehand. Um and Tiger Electronics, you know, made one and then used this movie. But like the buttons are different. And Okay, so now we cut back to five minutes, 55 seconds. Those buttons do not look like my buttons. Like, my buttons are thick and wide, and they, they're touching each. Like, they're mm -hmm. almost like one solid gray bar. Okay. Um, they don't add... They, they, the, and also, whatever that DIR is, uh, those two switches on the left, they don't exist on mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a prop... Yeah, you know, after the film came out, they did eventually make it, you know, they did make an actual talk boy uh, that got that got sold. But this is, yeah, this again, is just yeah. a prop. I mean, this is, a, this is, a, well, this is a prop. And if it did work, it's obviously like, a, yeah. you know, like this is like a year, you know, it's like probably, you know, it's been May 94. They're trying to make this prop. They're like, oh, we want to sell. Or this was the way to launch the product. Yeah. From what I read is it sounds like they were, they were planning to do this product. They just they didn't have it out on the market yet. Okay. And then the the producers find out about it and they're like, oh yeah, this is a great thing for Kevin to use and we'll have a little gadget and stuff. And you know, just and and it wasn't ready, you know, it wasn't on the market yet, but they're like, can you just whip, you know, get a prototype, whip one up that we can use as a prop. Um mm -hmm. but I think they they were already planning on, you know, making this and having it out on the market before they had it in the film. This was just their way to launch it for like sales. And again, yeah. nothing better than having a child there you market go. your product for you. There yeah. you go. Yeah, because this actually became like it really blew up, uh, not not really from the film, but then after the film came out on home video, when when it came out, yeah, when, when it re was released on uh, VHS and people could watch it at home and be like, hey, I want one of those. And that's when it really hit big. The the talk boy and then later the the talk girl for the I, ladies. Remember the talk girl? You know it was pink. That's so funny. Pink, you know. That's so funny. The talk See, I girl. didn't have any of that, so like I'm good. I had like hit clips. <laughs> oh Very God. different. The deluxe yeah. talk girl. I'm looking at it. It's just the same talk product. They just paint pink, pink and purple. Bada boom. Oh, that's funny. Was there a Talk Girl commercial as good as the the the, the Talk Boy commercial? I don't know. Quit me. Uh, hard kids were home early. 
entire commercial lives rent free in my head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Kevin's doing his thing, pulling the strings. Instead of um, we had like the Michael Jordan cardboard thing in the first film. Now it's the inflatable, uh, the inflatable clown silhouette through the shower curtain, and then so Hector takes a run for it, and this is actually another. I don't know, like not a goof, but this was not in the script when uh, the concierge trips over that table while running away. <laughs> yeah, That's like a real thing. Tim Curry tripped over the table and then they're like, keep it. We're, we're keeping that take. <laughs> it's a happy accident that works out well. <laughs> Wait, where did he get at? Maybe my brain is like flopping, but like, where did he get the inflatable clown? I wonder like where it fits that in his bag. So they, they yeah. do have a thing where they set it up where his mother's like, oh, in the first part, the mother's like, uh, oh, here's this inflatable clown that you can play with in Florida, which is like, one. Why would you want that? It's very weird. Yeah. yeah. This is Again, this mother is not scary. fit to be a mom. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like, you know, it's it's not like a um, a raft or anything that happens to have like a clown painted on it or like an inflatable tube. It's like an actual inflatable clown. Like what did she think he was going to do with this? I don't know, (laughs) but even deflated, like, do you think like knowing like old, you know, eighties and nineties inflatable beach toys and pool toys, even deflated, like the, that plastic pretty thick. Yeah. Yeah. So where was he stashing this in that backpack? I'm, Watching the That's, first scene to, yeah. to detect this, <laughs> and yeah, he's record for some reason. Obviously, he's recording the te- the uh, the television on his. Yeah, recording the television is okay. Why is he recording? I mean, I guess it's not video, so it's not that bad. But why is he recording his uncle in the shower? This is a very disturbed child, is what I'm saying. I listen. <laughs> he's he's like he's a, he's a psychopath. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, you have an inflatable clown. You're like weirdly good at like rigging things yeah. at 10. Like I get like being a prankster, but like this goes above and beyond. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Uh, he's introduced using the talk boy. His mother mm-hmm. asks if you packed, records himself saying yes, plays it back to her yet. So it's like, yeah, yeah he's just dicking around with the talk boy. There's, he's doing nothing. You know, he's just, and he does it again. He records yes, plays it back, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, she hands him the, the inflatable clown, and he puts it in. For some reason, he's like sitting next to his dad's backpack, and I don't know why. Uh, and then she, yeah, he just throws he just throws it in. I don't know. And then he goes back for the camcorder, and I don't know. I I don't know. They don't explain why he's playing with his dad's backpack, but like that he is he. Continuity They've got to does. set it up all later. They've got to show like this thing records sound and plays it back, so you know what's yeah. happening later. Like and here's the bag that he's going to have later. And... Yeah, the clown. The clown is in the bag. So, all right. So going back to actually his, <laughs> the bag here. Mm-hmm. When is Kevin going to actually make a move to get out of the situation? Like, like I get it. Like you, you, you get in the hotel. You get the room. You, you, you con yourself through the entire staff. Get ice cream. Get pool. Um, but like he he's not as screwed as he was in the first movie. He has his dad's black book. He's looking up. He's looking up his um his aunt and his uncle's house, and he 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 knows they're going to Florida. 
So it's not like he doesn't know where they are. He knows they're in Florida. He might not. And I, I just assume like in his dad's backpack, there's got to be notes about the the motel that they're staying at. And you figure like he would put a call to and say, you know. <laughs> or, or. Well, couldn't. Although, in the, I mean, in, in the first yeah. film, they're staying with he's got the other aunt and uncle that are in France. Yes. Wouldn't he have their number? Remember, Couldn't remember, he call remember, them? Remember, remember, though, he thinks in the first movie he wished them away. He thinks magic is real in the first movie. <laughs> That's the thing that like, a lot of people, I think, forget when they go, why did okay. he just this? He thinks he wished, like, he uses magical wishing powers and he wished his family away. Because right. that's why he's like he's praying to Jesus and, and Santa Claus to bring his parents back for Christmas. Right. And then, and then why and, and, and why doesn't he call the police? Well, because he stole the toothbrush. He stole he the toothbrush. He's wanted. Yeah. That's why he doesn't call the police. And he doesn't yeah. want to lose the house, which is why he's like, I have to defend the house. It's all I have left. Right. I wish my yeah. parents away. I'm a criminal. This is all I have left. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when I mean, a lot of people make their hot take blogs about like why kevin did it's like because he thinks magic is real when he's He's like six literally like he's a baby like kids don't yeah first off it's not like kids now it's kids in like the early 90s like they didn't you it's a different time different different time it's a different time time. why is kevin in blackface it was a different time (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no okay so here's the other thing that i think on top of that so once he found out that magic wasn't real, technically, and he didn't mm. wish his parents away, man, that pizza's hot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he he yeah. kind of enjoyed it. He enjoyed being alone for the holidays. I feel like he realized that because he doesn't have to be stuck with his like huge family, like mm-hmm. romping around everywhere. He kind of gets to do what he wants to do, kind of peace and quiet, whatever. And now he's like, wait, I can do this again. <laughs> yeah. I can finesse the system again. <laughs> it's true. And he, and he is like, he is making plans to like get in touch with his aunt and uncle. So he thinks yeah. that, you know, they're at the house. So I guess he's like, all right, I'll stay here for two, three days. I'll milk that somehow con my way into leaving the hotel room, uh, the, the hotel. And then, and then I'll go to my, yeah, my, my aunt. Okay. And uncle. All right. Well, so I do want to address speaking of hot takes. So you mentioned he's got the father's book. You know, uh, and everything. So why doesn't he call the hotel in Florida where the parents are staying? Yeah. And timely enough, so we cut to sunny Florida and the Villa de uh, (laughs) de Dauphine. Dauphine, (laughs) Dauphine, Uh, yeah. Dauphine, Villa de Dauphine. And the airport express pulls up with the whole family inside. And Frank says, we got Uncle Frank saying, (laughs) "It it didn't look this bad on our honeymoon. Oh. So I think, so what I'm guessing is probably Peter paid for, you know, the first class tickets and all the airfare and, uh, you know, theme park tickets and everything else. And then Frank stepped up and said, all right, I'll pay for the hotel. And he books like the cheapest place he can find. So Peter doesn't have the number because Uncle Frank booked the hotel. That's why... That's why mistake. Kevin can't call. Yeah, that was their first mistake. Don't let Uncle Frank book anything. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think yeah, I think Frank booked this this dive that advertises um adult films and hourly <laughs> rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, clearly yeah, for, 
And you, yeah, you really think like the, the mother, you know, outside of like being a horrible mother to Kevin, but like I will give her credit for like for the most part she's very organized. Mm-hmm. She somehow like somehow Frank got under her got under the radar because she would have been yeah. like, "What's this place called? I'm going to double check." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kate wouldn't be down with this. Peter would use his you know his mob connections. <laughs> he would get them a nicer place. <laughs> I love you bringing that back. I'm 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 sticking to it. Listen, how does how do they have all this money? Yeah, yeah. There's no he, other way. He's definitely Picard. Picard. And I think he's probably like I'm from the Chicago mob. I just can't go down to Florida and deal with the cartels down there. Like it's <laughs> like it's invading territories. I gotta make sure that's all cleared. Like right. you can't just you can't be traipsing in other guys' territories. They're gonna think it's a it's a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't be booking a hotel under my name. So Uncle Frank, you gotta book it. <laughs> and. You know, you can't leave. Uncle Frank is the Fredo of this whole operation. I'm going to give you Uncle Frank a literal 0.5% credit because there is a Christmas tree in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> it, there is. There is a Christmas tree in the hotel room. He did one thing correctly. One, he understood the, the holiday assignment, but everything one else. One thing that's better than the plaza. <laughs> yeah. Is the it's a Christmas called- tree. He called the head. He's like, "You gotta put a Christmas tree in that hotel room." They my, ran down. They ran down to Walmart, and they're like, "All right, let's get this sister, Christmas tree." Yeah, my sister-in-law will kill me if I don't put a Christmas tree in that hotel room. I kind of like want to stay at the plaza now, but I don't like staying on that side of the city. So <laughs> it's the Ooh. only thing keep holding me back. What side of the city is it on? I don't even. It's know. on the east side. Oh, the east side. Yeah, because it's on the oh, south end yeah. of the park. So. Mm. Well, southeast end of the park. Yeah, so the opposite end of the the townhouse, because the townhouse is Upper West Side. Mm-hmm, which is where I like to stay. Which is the nice area, the nice part. Yeah, I mean, Upper East Side is nice. It's just like this part, you're getting closer to like all the touristy things or like Times Square and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense for, for a hotel. Yeah. Yeah, and for a kid, he's going to want to go to anything like Technicolor-y. Yeah. Like, let me, go to the, let me go to the popular part. The city, yeah, he's gonna go see cats, he's gonna go see uh, Rockefeller Center. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> you gotta go to the big toy stores, clearly. Mm-hmm. Clearly, clearly. Um, I like the little segue, you know, that they're you know, Kevin's in New York and mom's in Florida, but they're both looking up at the same sky and the same moon and wondering where the other one is and how they're doing. Um, Why doesn't she like? Get on a phone and book a flight. Like, why isn't she actively trying to find her son? Like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, this doesn't work out like as much. So, well, she knows where he is in the first movie. They do not know where he is in the second right now. Okay, but you're she's not freaking out. She's not like my mom would have called the National Guard by now. No, you're that part. At least like fly back to Chicago because it's one thing where oh we're in France and there's snow and there's limited flights. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about Chicago, Florida to, you know, any major airport in Florida, Miami, West Palm, Orlando to New York, there's a flight every half hour. Oh, yeah. And I'm guessing it's probably the same for Chicago. Well, like, why like, did they even leave the airport? Just turn around and get on the next flight back home. Or just mm-hmm. call the Chicago airport and see if they can put out like a, a <laughs> missing persons for his for yeah. him and see where he went and then go from there. She's not doing anything. Yeah. Well, she's she's not a good mother. Clearly. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell not you. Even extending it just to her, it's like none of the family is looking for this kid. Yeah. They have a yeah. huge family and none of them give a crap. 
Listen, they got five kids. Are they going to really miss one? <laughs> it's the, we lost one of them. It's all right. We got four more. We got extras, you know? We got duplicates. He's the youngest. They weren't even that attached. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like he's 16 or 17. We're like, oh, we've, you know, we've paid for braces. We've put him through school. Like we, you know, we got an investment. investment. (laughs) This guy, I mean, how much money did you put into it? You know, the first 10 years. I don't know. Considering he keeps spending a lot of it between the last (laughs) movie and this one. There's a whole lot of money going missing here. Yeah. And where's, yeah, where's the return on investment? Maybe they're like, listen, we got to cut our losses with this one. Because <laughs> I'm guessing most of his toys and clothes have all been hand-me-downs oh, from sure. the other kids. Like yeah. cribs and, and carrot, you know, um, strollers and everything else were all hand-me-down. So there's very little investment. It's throwing good money after bad. They're just moving on. <laughs> Which is not right. I'm not. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying... Yeah, for the money they have, they don't, you know. Because <laughs> now, like, yeah. now talking about it like that, I'm kind of on Kevin's side of, like, yeah, I'm just going to milk them for all they're worth. They yeah. don't give a crap about me. I'm just going right. to see how much money I can spend this weekend. <laughs> well, yeah. So, yeah, because if, have you ever had any laundry done at a hotel? No. No. I had to do it once. I was on a business trip for, I mean, it was only a week, uh, but... um. I had like some lip balm, but it was the kind of stuff that's like in a little jar that you kind of put your finger in and then wipe it on your lips. And oh, like I a left Carmex it in my jar, yeah. Yeah, I I left it in my car on a sunny day. And I go out, I get in my car, and I go to put the lip stuff on. I unscrew it and it just all spills oh. down the front of my shirt and my pants. Um and but for, fortunately my my uh my the work, the travel policy was if you if you're traveling at least a week, they would cover Laundry. So I had to do the laundry server in a hotel. It's expensive. This is the point of the story. Like, so we see Cedric dropping off Kevin's little boxers. And and I mean, I was staying at a cheap, like, you know, business rate hotel and the laundry was expensive. I'm guessing he probably paid like $10 <laughs> just for these little drawers to have them, yeah. you know, starch stiffed and everything. So just, you know, going back to that point of like, yeah, he's just like milking it for all it's worth. Um, with the room sir with the room, the room service and and the laundry is certainly not going to be cheap at the plaza. I'm sure. We'll get I mean, we'll get it in a second, but yeah, I think the room yeah. rate is like three fifty five. So like that <laughs> that's base for probably one night. He says he's yeah. staying for three nights, and then was it, at the end of the movie? Was he say you spent how many hundred dollars on room service? It was like what nine hundred something. Yeah, it's nine. Yeah, nine seventy something. I think. It's like, yeah, it's it was, like that. That can't be like. That has to be for everything because it's like, he, how does he spend nine hundred dollars on room service? Yeah, in one what night. A, I mean, speaking of hotel, pro, you know, prices. So the plaza, it's probably like something like a hamburger. It's probably thirty dollars. You know, a hamburger and fries. So to get a in ninety in ninety, in 90 yeah four ninety three. Um. 90, so. F- yeah, yeah. For hotel, I mean, maybe a little up. less. Uh, here we go. According to the IMDb trivia, okay. Kevin's room service bill is nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars. We're like thinking, like he didn't just get a Sunday; he's got the whole Sunday cart, and then yeah, you know, the guy from Cold Stone Creamery mixing it up for him live. That is okay. That's right true. And that also, can't... now because 
Hector goes, oh, I totally was like intruding on the room. And like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he makes the, the, the limousine, the pizza complimentary, he says. But right. when he finds out the card's stolen, he probably then goes, he, he goes back on that deal. And he's like, no, I'm going to charge him for the limo and the pizza driving. So that's probably where the rest of the $100 comes from then. Yeah. And I just want to say one thing about um, as Kevin is, is walking down the following morning, he gets off the elevator. Yeah. He's got the little um, suspender thingy. He's got his gloves clipped to the sleeves of his jacket. That's a very it's, little kid it's thing. Adorable. It's adorable. So, it's yeah. adorable. He's cute. He's a cute kid. He's a cute kind of crappy kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to grow up to be a serial killer, but... Yeah, he's, you know. He's cute. And it's not entirely his fault. I mean, with those parents, uh, it was never going to end well. No, let's true. Let's be honest. You know, it was kind of doomed from the start. But yeah, so after the, the what he thinks was a misunderstanding and intrusion with the, the clown in the bathroom, Mr. Hector has said, uh, yeah, limo and a cheese pizza. And we know Kevin loves his cheese pizza. Yeah. I'm just thinking about he ate all that ice cream. And now he's going to eat pizza in a limo. Oh, like, God. I would vomit. Yeah, <laughs> so a lot of dairy. Yeah. It's just a lot of cheese. He's not going to poop for a long time. And then a soda is like, that's, that's like, I assume this is what, maybe nine, ten in the morning. So this is like, mm-hmm. this is like breakfast. He's eating breakfast, yeah. cheese, pizza, and, and cola. That's the for dream, breakfast. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, you know. I used to do that. I'm not. I don't. I don't drink coffee. I was never a coffee drinker. I yeah. I used. I would have a coke with breakfast. All right. Um, you need the caffeine kick. What are you gonna do? I mean, we've all eaten cold pizza for breakfast. Yeah. But yeah. I, I listen. I make no apologies. I love Coke, a cola. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one in yeah, my hand right now, actually. So. Yeah. Now I am suspicious. So Kevin walks out. Uh, Cedric the bellhop is there waiting with this steaming, delicious-looking pizza. So good. The limo driver opens the door. He's smiling. It's like, wait a second. A small child (laughs) is about to get into your white interior limousine with a hot pizza with cheese and tomato sauce. Are you really happy about this? Or are you thinking about, I'm going to be cleaning tomato sauce, trying to get these red stains out of my white upholstery? Uh, he'll just charge it. Just charge. It's an incidental, like <laughs> it's incidental. He's probably thinking, like this is probably like the kid. You know, this he's the son of, you know, the the king of some, you know, the king of Denmark or something. And we're all getting paid. Yeah. We just need and, to take care of this kid because yeah, he's staying at, at the, the plaza. Store, yeah. All right. So let, yeah, let's let's take the moment before he finds out the card's stolen. We have to keep in mind. Yeah. So Hector, our concierge. He is so he has to be sweating bullets that night into this morning because mm-hmm. like that's got to be grounds for getting your ass fired. Mm-hmm. Going in and like spying on on a, on a guest showering. If that got out publicly and also like the staff wise, like the, yeah. the, the head, the head manager that he has to report the daily stuff to would find out. I'm sorry. Did you go into like, you know, so. <laughs> So when he the fact that he's like no one said anything yet, and as soon as like Kevin calls, is 
I would like a, uh, uh, I like to request a limousine and cheese pizza. Uh, you know, for the, and Hector's like, yes, yes, yes. And he calls. So he's calling the limo service. He says, we need a cheese pizza. He's making all these calls. He's like, yes, charge it to the hotel. Like, we'll, t- we'll cover all the fees. Because he's like, he has to, like, make sure this. And he's probably like, okay, I got to find a way to, like, make this look good on the bill. The fact that the hotel has is going to be taking the bill of a, of a limousine and a cheese pizza because he's got like because the manager's gonna be like why is there this huge bill that the hotel has for a limousine and thing he's not yeah he's gonna have to spin some story about your diplomat this and the pizza and the cola and everything so he must have be like so happy now it's stolen he can now throw all this charge onto a stolen credit card theft that the that the, that the, the hotel is a victim of now he's like oh thank god it's off me now like we, I can now play that we are the victims of a theft. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it from a customer so, service perspective where you're just like, gotta make sure the customer's happy and like, what's the best way to make sure everything's smoothed over? But the fact mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, stolen credit card? Well, there you go. Like, it's like, it's like the Trump, it's the little Trump card of it. Like, oh. It's the Trump well, card, right. Well, they, all this is stolen. Like, we now can like, do it and like we could charge and say like it was a theft and this and that and tell the insurance company that like all this so it's like if a visa comes or mastercard we could be like oh well it was a it was a big insurance thing like let the insurance adjusters handle that yeah an issue for the the police and the uh yeah the insurance just hey you know now you still you still got to say like okay i was we were swindled by this little kid but yeah that part he's gonna have to get the lady and Cedric to agree upon that, like, like the con wasn't that we got conned by a ten year old. That's the tr- that's gonna be the tricky part. Right. He's gonna have to find a way to like in the police report and to his manager. He's got to like you know he's got to find a way to do that. <laughs> to not say yes, we got conned by a ten year old. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so like we we finish up. So we've got Kevin's in in the limo. He's watching the Grinch that stole Christmas, the animated one version another callback to uh to home alone and cutting back to the hotel where uh, yeah hector is mr hector is processing the card it comes up stolen and now he knows everything that you've just said dave and we get the the great a great tim curry grin that slowly fades into or i think it's the grinch the grinch fades it's, into tim yeah, curry and it's oh it's so tim beautiful curry. so um, beautiful so he, this guy, he's gonna be the Grinch that is gonna ruin everything <laughs> for uh, for poor Kevin here. <laughs> I think it was this movie that like got me to be okay with watching it because obviously it is mm-hmm. like when you're a kid, it is scary. And yes. like once I realized, once like someone told me, "Oh no, that's a concierge from Home Alone 2, I felt like okay, like I could kind of like separate it a bit because every time he did something scary, I could cut to like him doing something silly in this film. And like you know, when like the mother slaps him and stuff, and he's like completely em- em- emasculated in front of the entire family, who are like, "Oh my god, you're such a moron!" Right. Uh, well, we just I, saw him. We just saw him running from an inflatable clown. Yeah. <laughs> so and, how scared? How scared could he be? And you, and you have a good laugh that way, yeah. <laughs> um. And so yeah, with the with our our Grinchian grin on Tim Curry, that kind of wraps up this section of the film. Uh, you know, any and it's kind of reached the end of my notes. Anything else uh, you wanted to add, Dave or Johnny? Any thoughts, not just on this section, on the on Home Alone in general, on any of the five 
uh, Home Alone films in the franchise? Uh, are you looking forward to? Uh, well, by the time this comes out, um, it'll be out. But the the Home Alone remake that is coming up in a couple weeks as we record. Give it a shot. I, it's it's you know it, it probably won't be as bad as like four. I found because four is like two pilot episodes of a series for some reason that mm-hmm. are like glued together, which I never got. It's like how could you get a series like? Every episode we do this bit, like I can't see yeah. a network signing off on that. I just wonder, like how, like once a year is one thing. The idea that, that the kid gets home alone every week, yeah. Was it, yeah. Where were they going with that? I don't. At know. At some point, the police are gonna be like, they have to just arrest the the wet bandits. But um, mm-hmm. I also this movie. I think one thing we agreed upon in these in these few minutes is that like there's some really good editing. There's some really good timing of jokes. Like you know, it's a sequel, but it doesn't feel cheap. I, is what I think is the because we right. talk about sequels, you know, and, and a lot of a lot of it in the movie by Vince Community. We always talk about sequels, and a lot of times they feel cheaper. They feel like they're doing mm-hmm. half the effort to try and win you on. Wasn't the first one great? The second one's just as good. Uh, this one really feels like yeah, sure. It's not as like emotionally substantial as the first one is. Um, it's not as like original in its ideas because we're, we're essentially doing the same beats. But it's mm-hmm. creative in both the sound and both the edits. The fact that, like, you know, we went Grinch into the Tim Curry. These little bits here and there is like they're 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 doing a great job. That's why I feel like this is like this is just a cake with just more icing on it. Is like right. whereas the first movie is a balanced cake and ingredients and everything is perfect. This is like all right, a little less cake. It's more flat, more icing, but it's it's really is. It's still like you could. You know, like you watch the first one, you watch this the next year, you won't be upset about it. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. I like, I love the first one and the second one. The third one is questionable. Got moments of funny stuff, but yeah, it's it's nothing like Scarlett Johansson is in it as a, like, it's a, like weird. She's like, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch this new one, take it with a grain of salt. Mm. The kid looks cute. The like mm. little kid who's doing the doing the new, being the new Macaulay Culkin. Hopefully he does yeah. not turn out the same way. Um, Macaulay but, turned out all right, I think. Uh, Macaulay some... and and his brother, uh, uh, uh Kieran. They're, they're, Kieran. Well, yeah. Kieran did better than Macaulay in the long run, yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I'll watch it. It yeah. just seems like they're trying to. <laughs> this kid like looks like um. If they tried to do like a Home Alone, but with like the Christmas Story kid, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it really needs to be well made, and and this is Home Alone too because, like, it you can't the there's only so much you can do with the writing because the mm-hmm. beats are there. Like the family's mm-hmm. together, and then the kid wishes his family away, or he gets frustrated, and then he, they get separated. And at first, it's great, and you eat a lot of ice cream. And then there's danger and you have to, and then the hijinks and it turns into a heist thing and then the reunion at the end. So like the, the writing is all laid out for you. So you have to put the effort into the editing, you know, the music, the score, the soundtrack, the, you know, the, the, um, the supporting actors that your Tim Curry's and um, Joe Pesci's and everything else, like the, the, everything else around it has to, the quality has to be there. Because, again, like the the writing and the story and the beats are already kind of done for you. And that's where this film really hits it. Like you said, Dave, it's really well done. 
even if it's not, even if the, the story isn't original, you know, they just kind of just remade the first one, but it's really well made. And that'll be the, the challenge for the remake. Can they, um, yeah, you know, not let their guard down and not get lazy. And, I'm just and worried do it well. that, I'm just worried that like, <laughs> again, it was a different time when these movies were made. Mm-hmm. It's like this kid's going to have access to like all this technology mm-hmm. and like, you really shouldn't be losing a kid in, in 2021 <laughs> like that, like off the radar. Like yeah. basically kids are chipped now. Right. Honestly. So it's like, it's really hard. I, I wonder how they're going to reconcile. How they, yeah. The how they piece. set it up and, and get the kid home and, and get them separated and, and everything. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how they do it. Um, all right. So wrapping things up for this, uh, our third part of uh of home alone 2 um so johnny if folks uh you know folks are enjoying your commentary and they want to hear more from you what do you got going on give us the plugs so you can go and search austin powers minute pretty much anywhere i know i'm kind of like leaning more into doing the spotify thing Mm -hmm. so definitely on there and truly you can probably just go on a movies by minutes and click on one of your favorite movies. And I might be there. I guessed quite a bit. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. And, and Dave, same question. Hey, yeah. Well, I'm over, yeah, I, well uh, I'm always, I'm still working on some other ideas. And I've just wrapped up about the movie official of, of uh, mystery men in my podcast, five minutes of mystery where I cover the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble mystery men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, same as Johnny said, you know, um, uh, Sean's had me on for a couple other guest spots with his podcast. Um, if you want to hear us, if you like other holiday films, why don't you check out Groundhog Minute, where we covered a couple years ago, we covered Groundhog Day and, uh, that, that beautiful little movie. Yeah. Groundhog Day is, is a holiday and it's a film. And we covered that one minute at a time over at, uh, at groundhogminute.com. Um, yeah, and and lots of movies and lots of guest appearances by um, both Johnny and Dave. You can find that at moviesbyminutes.com. You can find us at nextscenepod.com, and we are Next Scene Pod on the social medias. And uh, stop on by the Jelly of the Month Club, which is our, our listeners group over at Facebook. Um, and so thanks for listening and stay tuned. Next time will be part four of our continuing coverage of Home Alone 2. And so until next time, we've been the next scene. <laughs> <laughs>